0: Saul Luckman. The tendency to view the human body as a machine, composed of matter and regulated biochemically, has become increasingly widespread since the dawn of Cartesian thinking in the 17th century. This materialistic view flies in the face of so-called primitive ways of understanding our physical bodies, and the material realms in general, as merely bio-spiritual epiphenomena created and sustained by spiritual energy. Fortunately, over the last several decades more and more thinkers have become disillusioned with the limitations and dangers of materialistic thought. Guided by an inner knowing that such a restrictive mentality, divorced from meaning or purpose, only serves to obscure the important truth that humans are, to quote Sting, spirits in the material world, many individuals and groups have contributed to a veritable renaissance in how we envision ourselves and our environment. This renaissance has impacted, and in many cases, revolutionized, numerous fields of study, often foregrounding through the work of pioneers the ancient wisdom that behind everything we perceive exists a blueprint of conscious energy. Such a revelation is the basis for psychology's focus on unity consciousness, physics' long-time obsession with a unified theory, and biology's realization that DNA constitutes a morphogenetic information field that unites the human species much like the internet. The fascinating new science of quantum bioholography accepts as its core premise that human beings are, in essence, holograms composed of intersecting frequencies of energy transduced and directed by DNA. This line of thinking, supported by compelling theory and evidence, has led physician Richard Gerber, author of Vibrational Medicine, to state bluntly that humans are crystallized or precipitated light. Quantum bioholography is related to the emerging field of wave genetics, a leading-edge science that employs what has been called torsion energy generated by sound and light waves to stimulate a self-healing potential in DNA. This science recognizes that our bioenergy blueprint, which we can access ourselves by stimulating DNA through linguistic means, holds the key to permanent healing and radical transformation. Going deeper. Allergy elimination technique, of which Dr. Devi Nambudrapod's version, NAE, was the first and remains the most famous, derives from the homeopathic discovery that bioenergy signatures can be imprinted in tiny glass vials with the help of an electroacupuncture device. For instance, the frequency for an allergen such as sugar can be held permanently in a vial containing pure water and a drop of alcohol. The immune system's response to the vial is practically indistinguishable from its reaction to the actual allergen. Although their cause remains unexplained, allergies are defined in NAI as chemical, environmental or nutritional sensitivities that derange the immune system, contributing to a variety of chronic ailments given the role such factors as vaccines play in creating many sensitivities, however, a more accurate definition of allergies sees them as potentially resulting from genetically induced autoimmune conditions, not the other way around. Another fuzzy area in the theory behind the majority of allergy elimination techniques concerns the nature of bioenergy, which comes across as a nebulous concept. I hope to shed more light on bioenergy momentarily. In nay whose ability to produce tangible results is attested to by the fact that it is used by thousands of alternative doctors, the patient holds the vial containing the allergen's energy signature while the practitioner performs acupressure along the spine in order to initiate a clearing by way of the nervous system. The basic idea, similar to that of acupuncture, is to eliminate blockages that keep bioenergy, however defined, from flowing freely through the body. In theory, clearings reprogram the immune system to accept substances formerly rejected as allergens. BioSet improved on the rather simplistic methodology of Nae by recognizing that if it is possible to clear a person using one vial at a time, it should be possible to clear with multiple vials. One can clear sugar allergies alongside Candida albicans, which can feed on sugar, and also add vials that represent the pancreatic system, since insulin and sugar are interrelated. Hypothetically, one can clear even for heavy metals, viruses and other pathogens that might be hindering pancreatic function. In the midst of my nearly decade-long chronic autoimmune illness, I was greatly encouraged by this approach, especially after some of my allergies began to wane. I enthusiastically underwent allergy elimination treatments for approximately a year. Unfortunately, after a short-lived plateau I found myself sliding downhill again. My chronic fatigue was inching its way back, I was losing many of the foods I partially had recovered, and most frustrating of all, I was experiencing a variety of new symptoms. My professional observation as a former practitioner of allergy elimination technique led me to believe that my experience of improvement followed by losing ground was not altogether uncommon. While NAE and its derivatives at times can work wonders, for seriously immunocompromised individuals' long-term exposure to allergy clearing sometimes appears to weaken the immune, irritate the nervous and overstimulate the adrenal systems. Without a doubt, this was my personal experience. The reason for such shortcomings is straightforward. Traditional allergy clearings work through the nervous system. But in order to reset our bioenergy blueprint, where allergy-producing distortions are imprinted, and establish a clean slate for permanent healing and transformation, we must go deeper. Indeed, we must go all the way to the regulator of the energetic patterns, both dysfunctional and healthy, that manifest in our bioenergy blueprint, DNA. Only by properly activating DNA is it possible to re-establish the systemic harmony and coherence necessary for sustained well-being. In order to stimulate the self-repair mechanism in the supposedly inactive portion of DNA, we can employ sound combined with light waves of torsion energy, generated linguistically. Field Testing Soon after I began performing a version of allergy elimination technique, four critical factors converged to lay the theoretical foundation for a clearer comprehension of bioenergy as well as my own work in DNA activation. For starters and most crucially, I met my life partner Lee, who provided me with tremendous support in both my ongoing healing journey and intensive research that began around this time. With wonderful serendipity, I met her in the health and body care section of our local health food store. Later, as our relationship grew, Lee came to work as an assistant in my office. Her extensive background in herbology, nutrition, homeopathy, flower essences and energy medicine came into play early and often as we began field testing our ideas about the bioenergy blueprint and DNA. A second factor associated with my stint with allergy elimination technique that played a role in shaping what I later would call the Regenetics Method was simply an observation. The very fact that Lee and I were using bioenergy to perform clearings that by themselves were capable of reducing allergies and providing other palpable benefits was proof positive that bioenergy can have a measurable impact on the body-mind-spirit complex and its functioning. To medical experts who categorically dismiss the hundreds of thousands of success stories associated with energetic therapies as merely examples of the placebo effect, it has been countered that the same can be said of the curative effects of many pharmaceuticals and even surgical procedures. This point has been made eloquently and emphatically by a number of medical doctors and researchers, including respected cardiologist and author Larry Dossey. In fact, rather than an aberration to be belittled and ignored, the placebo effect remains an open invitation to explore the extraordinary ability of consciousness to change physical reality, in many cases, replacing a medical death sentence with a state of glowing health. Never was it more obvious that bioenergy profoundly affects the body than when an allergy elimination session instantly set off a major detoxification, or healing crisis, in recipients. This sometimes startling phenomenon, which Lee and I observed and experienced personally on a frequent basis, fueled our desire to find a more integrated way to address distortions in the bioenergy blueprint and facilitate healing. Thirdly, it is worth emphasizing that we were employing a type of muscle testing, known as kinesiology, to determine allergies, sensitivities, underlying toxic factors, pathogenic elements, and emotional traumas. These so-called blockages then were cleared energetically, at times quite successfully, and other times less so through allergy elimination technique. Over the decades since 1964, when American chiropractor George Goodhart first observed that a weak muscle could be treated using non-physical methods and its strength significantly improved, kinesiology has constituted the predominant form of energetic assessment used by alternative healthcare professionals worldwide. There are literally hundreds of spins on kinesiology. Lee and I experimented with a lot of them as we conducted over a year's worth of exhaustive field tests with each other and our clients in order to map the human bioenergy blueprint. Fourth and finally, many of the ideas Lee and I field tested were suggested by my extensive reading. Out of this mountain of material, many pieces of which made their way into book one on the regenetics method, conscious healing, came numerous questions that seemed to me then, as they do now, essential to understanding true health and wellness. The six primary questions we sought answers to through kinesiology and other ways of knowing were 1. What is the nature of bioenergy? 2. What would a map of our bioenergy blueprint look like? 3. What is DNA? 4. Is there a relationship between the bioenergy blueprint and DNA? 5. What role, if any, does DNA play in mediating between our bioenergy blueprint and our biology? 6. How might it be possible to activate DNA so as to correct distortions in the bioenergy blueprint and thus facilitate healing and transformation? Bioenergy equals torsion energy equals consciousness. In 1913 Dr. Eli Carton, observing an apparently novel form of energy with a spiraling motion through the fabric of space and time, coined the term torsion to characterize it. I first encountered this word in late 2002 and, initially having dismissed it, soon began seeing it regularly in relation to consciousness and DNA. Needless to say, given the nature of the field testing Lee and I were conducting, my interest was piqued. I learned that torsion energy was distinguishable from both gravity and electromagnetic energy, as well as strong and weak atomic forces. Translated, according to traditional Newtonian physics, torsion energy should not exist. But clearly, it did, and a lot of people with fancy letters after their names had produced a lot of fancy names for it, including zero-point energy and subspace energy. To which terms I was able to add several less scientific ones, bioenergy, life force, chi, prana, and kundalini. Arguably, the best name for torsion energy was one of oldest, ether or ether, from a root word meaning to burn or shine, the term the ancient Greeks used to describe this omnipresent field of background energy. Ether might be the most appropriate term for torsion energy because, etymologically, it captures the important idea that the most obvious manifestation of the hyperdimensional energy we are discussing is light. Unfortunately, although Einstein admitted that it was essential to explaining the unified field, ether long has had a bad rap in the scientific community. At least partly, this is because its existence is hard to prove using scientific instrumentation designed to measure grosser forms of energy that fit neatly into Newtonian physics. Nevertheless, Russian scientists, who in many ways are well ahead of their counterparts in the West, have measured ether and developed numerous practical applications, particularly in the healing field, for what they refer to as torsion energy. To speak plainly about Western science's denial of ether, it is hard to find something that you categorically refuse to look for. For the past century, traditional science has maintained a tenacious and myopic belief in the primacy of the material over the spiritual, simply deleting the concept of ether from its lexicon despite many recurring, theory-deflating proofs of the existence of this important energy dating back at least to the 19th century. When I think about Western science's tendency to ignore reality in favor of theory, I am reminded of a poster my high school guidance counselor had on the wall in her office showing a person contorting to cover her eyes and stop up her ears whose caption read, Don't confuse me with the facts. Comparing mainstream science to a fetish, one that constrains many would-be open-minded scientists to worship foolish hobgoblins of concept and belief, Joachim Ernst Berendt in The World as Sound explains that since. Analysis is more important to the predominant sciences than synthesis, scientists tend to think narrowly and rigidly rather than widely and flexibly. Thus, most scientists still cling stubbornly to Aristotelian logic and its linear causal chains. As a result of this rigidity, scientists accept findings that are a product of their own methodology within a few years or even months after they are published, but pass over all those findings that represent a danger to their traditional methods, even half a century after these findings are made. Relative to the matter at hand, healing, Barrent notes that the failure of the conventional methodology of science is especially apparent in the field of medicine. Today's medicine still looks at its object, man, as if he were a machine or a chemical plant and does not seem to be able to understand that it is still oriented toward a physical worldview that, in its basic conception, is outdated. Barent is far from alone in his assessment. According to physics pioneer Sir James Jeans, the stream of knowledge is heading toward a non mechanical reality, the universe begins to look more like a great thought than like a great machine. Mind no longer appears to be an accidental intruder into the realm of matter, but, the creator and governor of, Matter. Biologist and author Bruce Lipton describes the situation this way. Although quantum mechanics was acknowledged 80 years ago as the best scientific description of the mechanisms creating our universe, most scientists rigidly cling to the prevailing matter oriented worldview simply because it seems to make better sense out of our existence. However, continues Dr. Lipton, quantum laws must hold at every level of reality. We can no longer afford to ignore that fact. We must learn that our beliefs, perceptions, and attitudes about the world create the world. Recently, Lipton points out, physicist R.C. Henry of Johns Hopkins University suggested that we get over it and accept the inarguable conclusion, the universe is immaterial, mental and spiritual. Similarly, in the words of world-renowned physicist John Hagelin, if you scratch below the surface and get to the molecular, atomic and subatomic levels, you find that these worlds are not material worlds. They are worlds of intelligence and ultimately worlds of consciousness. There is much more that could be written about this topic. But what I wish to stress is the simple observation that traditional materialistic science, like the physically based medicine that grows out of it, represents merely a hypothetical description of reality that, at its core, is fundamentally in error. I realize this may be a hard pill to swallow for many scientists. But the fact is that mainstream science and medicine utterly fail to take into account the conscious spiritual energy that gives rise to the universe we inhabit. Thus the logic behind our current scientific and medical models is critically flawed, being based on the false premise that matter is all that matters. If we are to evolve beyond this distorted worldview in the direction of a more holistic perception, we must turn the tables on such faulty reasoning. It would benefit all of us to realize that instead of inhabiting an essentially material universe that can be measured, weighed, dissected and placed in a box, we live in a malleable reality that forever transcends our boxes of concept and belief because our very concepts and beliefs condition reality. Decades ago the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle established that our perceptions of an event automatically affect the event's outcome. This theoretical assertion has been verified through numerous experiments proving that human consciousness can, and does, alter physical reality. To be clear, I am far from stating that the material world does not exist. Rather, I propose that what we think of as the real world is a holographic consciousness construct that, in all ways at all times, is subject to modification by our consciousness, or unconsciousness, of it. The original Matrix movie artfully charts this life-changing idea through Keanu Reeves' character. Faced with a variety of initiatory challenges, Neo steadily expands his perceptions from those of a heedless victim of the Matrix, to those of its purposeful master. With the Matrix symbolizing our initial experience of reality as victims, Neo's development can be interpreted as a psychological evolution that embraces our greater reality and power as spiritual beings. Moreover, it is patently obvious that Neo's ability to change reality evolves in direct proportion to his consciousness. While this way of looking at reality as a consciousness construct can make it seem as if there is no longer any firm ground to stand on, precisely this same truthful lens gives us wings to fly as soon as we accept reality's basic operating principle, consciousness creates. Indeed, returning to the subject with which this section began, another name for ether, bioenergy or torsion energy is simply consciousness. Three Forms of Torsion Energy the purest form of torsion energy is that of the Creator and might be thought of as the consciousness of love, figure 1. After all, the Bible states unequivocally that God is love. Out of this universal creative consciousness, which constitutes the background spiritual energy on which what we think of as reality plays out in all its breathtaking diversity, emerges the word, primal sound, that calls into being the galaxies by let ting, there be light. Figure 1, 3 Forms of Torsion Energy the above image illustrates the relational patterns of the three primary forms of torsion energy, while also shedding light on how we are created and how we can recreate ourselves energetically. In the beginning was the sound, the sound is logos, explains Barent. God's command, let there be, at the beginning of the biblical story of creation, was first tone and sound. For the Sufis, the mystics of Islam, this is the core of things God created the world from sound. Figure 1 depicts how the Creator utters, consciously, energetically, and literally, the holographic construct of the world into existence. This illustration also shows how we ourselves can recreate our reality construct, starting at the intergenetic level. The Regenetics method does not attempt to heal and transform the bioenergy blueprint through physical or biochemical manipulation, which would be to put the cart before the horse. Instead, Regenetics respects the inherent order and nature of creation by employing the primary torsion energy produced by sound supported by torsion light waves emitted by thought or intention both of which are conveyed via special words to activate DNA. You can learn more about torsion energy by exploring the work of Russian scientist Nikolai Kozyrev, who in the 1950s proved the existence of this life-giving subspace energy. Dr. Kozirev demonstrated that, like time, torsion energy flows in a fractal spiral that has been referred to as phi, the golden mean, and the Fibonacci sequence. This spiraling energy mirrors the helical structure of DNA because, quite simply, as noted by David Wilcock it gives rise to the DNA molecule. Space-time and time-space. Happily, today a growing number of scientists and medical professionals are embracing the new paradigm that respects the profoundly spiritual, consciousness-based nature of the ostensibly material world. As this crucial change in perspective gains momentum, more and more modalities designed to encourage permanent healing and radical transformation are being made available. So far we have proposed that bioenergy is a form of consciousness. At the macrocosmic level, This conscious torsion energy, which Wilcock refers to as the consciousness field, constitutes the background spiritual energy out of which the physical universe materializes much in the way light projected through a holographic plate creates a lifelike three-dimensional image. Microcosmically, we ourselves emerge from the consciousness field, starting with our DNA, and ultimately are inseparable from it. This realization, however it arrives in whatever form it takes, is a fundamental stepping stone from victim to unity consciousness. The most compelling conceptual model for understanding how the torsion energy of consciousness creates, sustains and modifies the material realms comes from American engineer and author Dewey Larson. Larson's revolutionary reciprocal system of physical theory was elaborated starting in 1959 through such seminal works as the structure of the physical universe and basic properties of matter. By way of concluding, in simple language I will describe the bare bones of Larson's thinking as viewed through the lens of contemporary torsion physics. Going beyond Einstein's theoretical model, which assumed only five dimensions, Larson's reciprocal system theory posited the existence of six dimensions three of space and three of time. Brilliantly insightful, Larson proposed that for a unified field to exist, in addition to a three dimensional coordinate space, space time, there also must be a three dimensional coordinate time, time space, figure two. In practical terms, during our waking existence we live in space time. But in our dreams and during the so called afterlife, we find ourselves in time-space. Larson grasped that these two realities are mirror images of one another, and even more importantly, that they are connected. In essence, reciprocal system theory posits a continuous flow of torsion energy from time-space, where our reality blueprints are stored, into space-time, where these blueprints are constructed. Figure 2, space-time and time-space. This chart lists various characteristics that distinguish time-space from space-time. The unified field is explained insofar as reality is thought to be a basically closed system in which the energy of consciousness originating in time-space travels into space-time and back again unceasingly. Numerous small and large connection points exist between space-time and time-space. These include exactly 12 triangular areas on Earth's surface where planes and ships constantly disappear into and re-emerge from time-space with names like the Bermuda Triangle and the Devil's Triangle. For detailed information on the fascinating geophysical structure of our planet, featuring twelve major connection points between space, time, and timespace, I encourage you to explore biologist Ivan Sanderson's research on the twelve Devils' Graveyards. In addition to the mysterious disappearance of planes and ships, the existence of timespace as a parallel reality where the energy templates for the observable world function explains a plethora of so-called paranormal phenomena that have baffled traditional science, from many free energy technologies to near-death experiences (NDEs). In a somewhat more mainstream manner, space-time and time-space find precise corollaries in physicist David Bohm's well-known Explicate and Implicate Orders of Existence, figure 2. Shamanically, for those familiar with this area of knowledge, space-time can be understood as the tonal, with time-space being the Nagual, figure 2. In terms of human biology, as also shown in figure 2, DNA serves as the connection point between time-space and space-time. The profound implications of the previous statement become more obvious as one comes to understand the true nature of the bioenergy blueprint, and how it can be accessed by activating DNA through linguistic means to foster healing and transformation. Copyright Saul Luckman. All rights reserved. Inspired by this post? Donate bitcoins, 14 PTJHFNNTX, RNM757 Ksoft, SFKI 8 BPWHG. Adapted from Potentiate Your DNA. Right pointing finger, Right pointing finger, right pointing finger, read Saul Luckman's new ebook on manifestation https colon slash slash soluckman.substack.com slash p slash playing in the magic how to manifest. Top hat, in this inspiring, empowering, hot off the press slow exclusive ebook, renowned sound healer and international best-selling author Saul Luckman shares a major download of profound, as well as absurd, insights into the magical nature of our so-called reality. Jigsaw, riffing off the red-hot research of author Jason Bresciers while adding a delightfully stimulating and idiosyncratic take with some critical missing pieces to the manifestation puzzle, Luckman distills an array of life-altering concepts into an easy-to-grasp and follow theoretical model for interacting productively, and even miraculously, with our simulated holography while avoiding many of the pitfalls related to the chief archontic parasite in residence, Artificial Intelligence X. Drum. Consider this an errant's guide to marching to the beat of your own drummer, happily and creatively outside the collective drama and trauma-addicting and afflicting the masses. Disclaimer, the developers and all facilitators of the Regenetics Method offer DNA activation as educators and ordained ministers, not medical doctors, and do not purport to diagnose, prevent or treat illness of any kind. Regenetics Method information and sessions are offered, and accepted, as exercises of freedom of speech and religion. The developers and facilitators of the Regenetics method make no recommendations, claims, promises or guarantees relative to specific health challenges. You are solely responsible for your own medical treatment and care.